0: Welcome to Werewolf the Podcast, a retrospective podcast about Werewolf the Apocalypse. Hello folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want well we have the answer for you in a facebook group we run called Waitwolf wolf rpgs gameplay and media the group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Werewolf the Podcast. I am your host, Josh Heath, and today we're going to be reviewing Red Talon's Tri-Book, the first edition, which came out at the tail end of 1995. And this was the last book that Bill Bridges developed of uh, this particular set of werewolf books and another developer takes charge after this. I mentioned that just as an interesting note that sometimes when a developer comes on and a new developer or a developer leaves and a new developer comes on there can be some shifts in the style or focuses of the book or the books that are put out. I don't necessarily think that's the case um, from what I remember about this transition time frame but it's interesting to note that Bill Bridges is kind of, uh, moving out and maybe that will change some of what we review at this point. This particular book by the numbers written, uh, mostly by Ben Chessel and the editor was Ken McHugh, uh, Ken McCo Hmm. I actually, Keo. it's M-C-K-E-O-G-H. I'm, I apologize if I butchered your name, Ed. And, um, the VP at this point, VP in charge of production, is Rich Thomas. Art direction was done by Lawrence Snelly and Eileen Mills. The comic book art at the beginnings by Brian O'Connell, and the interior art is by Ron Spencer. Now, I'm report- recording this. I apologize for being terrible with words right now. I am recording this at the same time I just recorded uh, Tribook Getafenris. And this is the first time I've recorded an episode of Werewolf the Podcast, or now episodes of Werewolf the Podcast in a few weeks. So I want to say thank you to the folks that have supported us and have been listening, even while we've been away. And let's dive into the review of this book. And for those of you that have read um, or listened, I should say, to my review of Ways of the Wolf, you're probably thinking, oh no, here we go, another book that Josh is going to trash, and Honestly, TriBook Red Talons is okay. It doesn't have as much wolf focused information as I actually would have anticipated, though, of course, it does take into the world of werewolf some of the early to mid 90s misconceptions about wolf behavior. And knowing that, getting that out of the way now. I actually think that this is a fairly decent tribe book that focuses on th- the things that you would need to know if you were going to play this tribe the way they are written. And honestly, they're written as Zima- xenophobes that believe that humanity has destroyed the world and they want to destroy humanity. And everything about them is really written from that angle. You know, the first stories in here about the Red Talons and how they became a particular tribe of Geru is about becoming human. It's about these pair of Geru becoming human. And in doing so, you know, when they shift into Hamid form, it ruining them effectively. And by ruining them, it sets up the failure of the tribe. And that one of those particular failures is the, um, the creation of a meta- you know, from the mating of these two guru, and that's one of those things that is like if you're a black and white sort of tribe that views these things as horrible, committing a sin, committing any like tran- uh, transgression against the litany would be a cut and dry. That's a bad thing, period. And yet, it sets the stage for this tribe. It sets the stage for the fact that they are rage-filled monsters worse than the rest of the geru that want to destroy all of humanity that think the hamid born are weak and wrong and broken and yet at the heart of the tribe is a sense of hypocrisy in a sense of yes we want to destroy the world and all of humanity is horrible but we're just as bad in a lot of ways as a tribe that the red talons are really still Garu. They're really still part human and they really still have all of those horrible elements that humanity can bring to this sort of conversation. And in some ways they exemplify it. And it's good to note that if there was a tribe that was next to fall to the worm, it could be argued that it would be the Red Talons, and it's been argued in a few books at different times, but the Red Talons truly have this... They have the same sort of zealous attitude toward war that the White Howlers had before they danced the spiral. And I think if you were to tell a story where humanity would be put in check if the red talons as a tribe were to do x y and z and of course x y and z is a setup for them being pulled down and to the worm's service i really think the red talons would fall hook line and sinker for that they have fallen for getting involved in the wars of rage and attacking you know the other changers that didn't deserve to be attacked they've been tricked into these things consistently and they've been thoroughly indoctrinated into this idea that anything that walks on two legs is evil you just have to give them a push you just have to give them the right push for them to think oh this is the right path towards success and really it's just a path of damnation for them and the book as it's laid out you know, the different chapters tells you little bits of what you might consider history of the Red Talons. It's more like a mythic understanding of why the tribe exists the way it does. You get a little bit of information on wolves and things like that in chapter two, but it's very limited, just enough to like go, okay, I understand the concepts, the conceits that I'm being told here. And as should be fairly obvious, this is the smallest tribe of Garu in the Garu Nation, and they have the the fewest camps, with those camps being the Lodge of the Predator Kings, which are pretty much, let's set up the Impergium, let's destroy humanity, um, and most of the tribe is a member of that camp. The other camps are the Warders of the Land, who focus more on, like, okay... We have to protect the wilderness and the wild. And that makes sense. You know, there have to be some wolves that are just like, nope, this is my home. I need to protect it. I don't care about all of that other stuff that's going on outside of here. There's also um, whelps compromise, which should tell you exactly how the rest of the red talons feel about them. And that's this idea that, oh, no, not every Hamid needs to be destroyed. And just having that view... Makes them questionable for the large majority of this tribe. The oddest thing for me has always been that instead of a great wolf sort of spirit figure for the Red Talons to follow, that they follow Griffin. And I'm going to read this straight out of this book about this is why Griffin is their totem. You call him Griffin and maybe he once was. To you he is a beast of legend, from the myths of human heroes. To us he is everything that is noble in the animal, in the hunter. He is the talons and the fangs and the muscle and the sinew, those things with which the beast makes his life. Griffin is a hunter and a warrior. We are hunters and warriors. When the humans paint Griffin, they draw a fearsome beast. That he is, and so are we. They would do well to fear us. And that right there, that single paragraph, is the epitome of the Red Talons tribe. This sense of, we are monsters, we are beasts, we are animals. Not in an animal sense, in a human sense. They see themselves as the horror in the dark, which is a very human concept of what being an animal or a monster is. And that's the interesting point of the Red Talons is they see themselves in opposition to humanity. And so they, b- because of their human nature, they become that beast. They become that monster. And they are that boogeyman that's stalking humanity and trying to destroy it. And I, I absolutely believe it is because of the human of the Hamid intelligence within the tribe, that that is why they focus on that so much, and they focus on being the horror because of that. And I'm sure other folks might disagree with me, but that's always been my take, and it got reinforced very much by reading this book, is that the Red Talons are such utter hypocrites because they shun their human halves and by doing so focus on being monsters which is a human concept and you dive into here you know a little bit of what spirituality and what the um, what the litany means to this tribe and again it's very much like we are we are these monsters of wolves that has to protect but not just protect we have to be actively genocidal. Again, human behavior, most wolves carefully eat and maintain you know, the structure of the herds that they feed from. The red talons are genocidal. Again, that's something that humans generally do. I'm not aware of any wolf behavior that is genocidal. Perhaps it happens at times, but it's, it seems very much like these are the human concepts creeping into their worldview. And that said, you know, the, the stories that you have with the red talons are very much what happens when nature is directly attacked and they're there to protect it. And the, the red talons are like nature's first fighting force. But also the stories involving the red talons should be be about what happens when an animal is touched with an element of human intelligence, human planning, and human terribleness. And you can pull that in a few different ways. One particular way that I would pull it, and I think this would tie into my idea of the red talons potentially falling to the worm, is that a game focused on a, a Red Talon pack would be, let's say, let's set it in northern Maine. There are a couple of wolf packs. And they discover that humans are surveying the space for some sort of construction. They don't know what, they don't know why, they don't care. They attack the humans that are surveying, and maybe they kill them all. One of them smells of the worm, and so they feel justified in doing so. Come to find out, perhaps they are kinfolk of the Glasswalkers or kinfolk of one of the other tribes. And sure, one of them had a little bit of worm taint, uh, but he had recently been you know, treated at a Magadon pharmaceuticals facility or something like that. And so you instantly have a little bit of inter-tribal conflict. And this pushes the red talons off of the property. You know, maybe the glass come and push the entire pack off. And the red talons head north. And they this keeps happening to a lot of red talons around the world. And finally, they decide to call a moot, a grand moot of the entire tribe. And the tribe decides, this is what we are going to do. And that's when you seed in a single powerful black spiral dancer who's a lupus who doesn't look deformed or anything like that who can come to the tribe and say we have a way to destroy humanity we have a way to do what you've always wanted to do you just have to follow me you just have to follow me and we'll make that happen well You can't tell me that the red talons wouldn't jump at that opportunity. Almost all of them would. Almost all of them would be like, yes, like you're giving us a way out and you are one of us. If you're a lupus, you're one of us and we'll follow you. And we will take this opportunity to get back what we deserve. And they would fall to the worm, but maybe in doing so they destroy all of humanity. You know, you could run that story, and what would that mean for them? It would, of course, mean the destruction of of the world, but perhaps they would feel vindicated. And you could end that story with a sense of, well, you got exactly what you asked for. And if you got exactly what you asked for, shouldn't you be happy? But of course they won't be course, they're not going to be excited by that because they've lost everything in this one-sided tunnel vision focus that they had. I'm sure there are quite a few other stories you could tell with the Red Talons, and you could lean into the story. Like, a pack focused on a specific area and patrolling it and controlling it and so forth. But to me, the strongest story that I think you could tell is something to do with the worm. Something to do with the temptations of the worm. And it could be subtle. Perhaps perhaps a a small group of red talons is on the edge of New York City. Perhaps for some reason they go to the edge of the city and They have to interact with the Bonars and these other Garu. Perhaps they're looking for a fetish or something. Perhaps there's a specific perpetrator of a crime against them from the protectorate that they're from. And so they're coming down here and trying to search for him. And at the same time getting pulled into the local Garu politics. And they hate it. But they're going to be... Disrupted and maybe moved, maybe changed by that. And what would that mean? Would the tribe accept them back after that sort of situation? If they're there long enough, maybe they don't trust them anymore. Maybe they think that the Hamids have had an undue influence over them at that point. There's lots of things that you can play with about that connection between humanity and the wolves, but. Red Talons are a bit of a hard tribe because they're so singularly focused. And having even a single Red Talon amongst other tribes with their ideas of, you know, you either have to play to type or play against type. And there's it's hard to find a good middle ground for them because they're so extreme. So I guess that's my take of Tribebook Red Talons. It's actually... Not the worst try book. It's not something that I, I've read it twice now to do this review.